Hello and welcome to the Grassroots Coachcast episode 13. I'm one of your hosts, Dave. And I'm Ben. Good evening. Today we're going to be talking about winning at all costs. So Ben, how's it going? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Um, so we've just been uh, come out of the back of uh, three defeats on the spin for the under tens, but uh, we've played played two nine sides now. Um, so we played uh, the best team at our club at our level. And we got five, lost five one, and then we played another team, Sutton United, who are one of the best teams in our whole league, and they're four divisions above us. Uh, we lost four three. So that was a tremendous effort. And then we played on Sunday, we played, um, it was a seven aside, but we played another team, four divisions above us in the top division. Um, our game got cancelled, so we quickly rearranged another one uh, through the club. Um, we lost 2-0 and we were we played really, really well. And uh, a bit like tonight in the Liverpool game, we got done by a very dodgy penalty at 0-0. So uh, that was frustrating. But, you know, the, guy, the guys are doing really well and they're really sort of stepping up playing better opposition um, and it's it's given us a really good challenge and they're kind of they're doing really well they just need to believe in, in themselves a bit more but um, considering we've not done any training for nine aside uh, for a few weeks um, they've stepped up and done really well so um, yeah I'm feeling pretty positive about it and um, just in the middle of getting trial players in at the moment as well so we have the trials at the weekend uh, they've invited I think 10 or 11 back this Thursday. So we're having some little round robin games against a team of the trialists. And we're just going to do, I think we're doing five, six sides, I think, going to rotate them so we can have our teams play them. But we get a really good look at how good they are. So I'm um, looking forward to that. How about you? A tremendous win at the weekend. Yeah. So we, we had a, a a little bit of a bad run of results. And yeah, we we... It's a strange old thing. So honestly, I think it might be my highlight so far of my coaching career because going into the game, I had a few dilemmas about what to do with the team. And the the head coach kind of, um, I would put forward some strong opinions about what I thought we should do. Um, None of which which were were really... which for what? So about who should play. Um, oh, okay. And so, you know, we we had... Uh, we've had a little bit of a commitment problem, I would say, over the last, the last uh, few weeks. You know, people not turning up for training. Yeah. And so my dilemma was more around, well, do I stick with the tried and trusted players who I know can do a job on the day, on match day, or do I reward the players that turn up for training and put in the effort? And my heart and my head at at different times were saying, no, I'm going to reward the players who've turned up for training and put the effort in. But as it got closer to match kickoff time, uh, I was wavering a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) so but I stuck to my principles and uh actually we played 
so the formation we went with was like a, a two three one, so seven aside, two three one, and we ended up we played two defenders who'd never played there before. But I wanted to be brave. I wanted to try it, and I, I genuinely thought it could work, or else you know I wouldn't have tried it. And I gave three of the girls different challenges, so simple, simple challenges. Um, to just see how that went. And we were playing a team who'd beaten us 4-3 earlier in the season. Uh, they were actually 4-0 up after about 10 minutes. And, you know, we we brought it back to 4-3 and um, we were pushing them near the end. But, you know, it, it was one of those games that ebbed and flowed and, and it, the score could have ended up anything. Yeah. At one point, it went to five four, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd I'd got a, a little bit cocky. I took our best player off, um, you know, and and I was giving all the other girls a, a good old chance there, and and then it got to five four, and it's like right, go on, get back on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was absolutely delighted. The the two girls that I tried out in in defense did a bang up job and actually probably you know there's about four girls who probably had their best game they've had for us yeah. you know and it's one of those lightning in a bottle moments so the girls who each of the girls who had given a specific challenge had their best game yeah now it may or may not have been to do with the challenge but they did. And so I, I just came out of that game absolutely buzzing. Um, Brilliant. It, it just all came together. So our topic of the day, yeah. winning at all costs. Ben, why, why don't you kick us off? Because you sent me a few messages and I, I think you've got some probably raw opinions <laughs> <laughs> about winning at all costs. So which side of the coin do you fall on? Uh, whether we should absolutely, as coaches, be promoting winning at all costs or we should be promoting other things like player development? Um yeah, I think I think you ask any coach um, and they want to win the game. I'm sure you do. I know I do. I know what every coach that we've played against does. Um, I've not come across any who don't seem to want to win the game. Um, some probably a little bit too much. Um, but yeah, I think equally, you know, for me, it's about the whole thing. It's about training, developing the team. And improving them as players and taking that into the match day, um, which is, you know, obviously what we're all there for. But um, in terms of winning at all costs, I, I come at it from the angle of I want the team to win, but not not to the point that to the detriment of the players in terms of giving them grief or getting riled up at the referee or getting into arguments with managers or parents. I, I don't think that's particularly healthy and I've seen quite a bit of unsavoury stuff that kind of I try to stay out of and hold myself back so yeah I 
it's it's always um it's always an interesting one um i mean so go go on let's let's elaborate what what happened this weekend so we we played this game we played this game at the weekend against this this team four divisions above us and um first half we were excellent i think if you'd come down as a neutral you wouldn't have known which team was in which division and we were pinning them back playing really well and their coach was getting pretty riled with with his team you could hear him getting on their backs a little bit um, cuz obviously he wasn't he, he was probably expecting a bit of a routine victory i think um and i just noticed that he started getting more and more on the ref's back and the ref was i would guess 16 17 maybe wasn't very old, quite a sort of tall, gangly kid. Um, I think he was appointed by the club, so it was their appointment. And I think he, I think he said he's like a, the son of one of the coaches or something. So obviously he's got, you know, not a homer, but you know, it's part of the club. So they know, they know him. But I just noticed more and more, he was really giving him quite a lot of grief for not giving them decisions. And it was what I noticed in the game, without being biased about it, we had at least. I would say three blatant handballs not given for us that they did in different areas of the pitch. One of our lads got tripped on the edge of the box, blatant trip, didn't get given. I didn't say anything. I was sort of mumbling to my assistant about it. Um, but there wasn't a bad tackle in the game. And there was like, you know, you know, when the ball's in the air and both kids try and kick it and they just end up kicking each other's feet. That that happened a few times. Totally 50-50 accidental, but when it happened, he, was, he started really going on at the ref. Like, ref, it's a foul. Got you know, that sort of really irritated sort of tone. But it wasn't like, oh, ref, that's free kick. He went on and on and on. There was one just after half time. It was coming together. It wasn't a foul. The ref didn't give a foul. Um, and he was on, going on for like a minute. And the ref sort of was shouting over to him, no, 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 you know, he got the boy. He explained, he didn't have to explain to him, but he explained why he'd given the decision. But he just kept on. And it was going on for probably 90 seconds, two minutes, just kept, oh yeah, but only, he was just sort of arguing with this ref, everything that he was saying to him. And then probably 30 seconds after that, one of our lads handballed it in the box. I didn't see it, but it, you know, it was just bobbling around. It wasn't deliberate. And uh, the ref was going to carry on playing because he, he didn't blow for it. And all of a sudden, you can imagine what their manager starts doing. Oh, penalty, penalty. He's going really shouting at him. So of course he gives a penalty. And I was just like, are you having a laugh? Um, and I, was, I really felt like sort of saying something to him. I didn't. I didn't say anything. I just let it happen and they scored and they scored again. And, you know, everyone sort of felt a bit hard done by. Um, but, yeah, th- this happened a few times. And he, to the point that even after the game, we're all shaking hands. He went up to the ref and he was walking off the pitch of the ref and you could see him still going on at him. And I was like... <sighs> It left me just, I was just really disappointed by it, to be honest. Um, so, I mean, what can you do? Not a lot you can do about it, but I try not to get involved in that stuff. Of course, I probably shouted the odd thing. Oh, ref, you know, that's a free kick. and left it at that. And I don't really like doing that anyway, but I didn't, you know, I'll leave it at that. But this guy just went on. And I think it was probably just because he was irritated that his team weren't playing very well, maybe. But it was definitely one of those where he pressured the ref, I think, into giving a decision. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I'm sort of racking my brain. What can you do? I mean, it, it, I mean, you can report them to the, you can report them to the league, but it's not worth it. It was a friendly, that was the other thing. It was a friendly game. It wasn't even like a cup match or, 
I just didn't really get it. I found it, I found it quite disrespectful because you know the whole respect campaign and that's preached to us in our briefings from the league and all this. And I, to be honest, it's the only time that I can think in the whole season that I've had to listen to a manager doing that. I've not had any. Of course, you get the odd manager who might question the ref, but I've never not to that point where it was relentless. To the point, even after the games, some of the parents, the kids were going, God, what was his problem? He didn't shut up. Oh, he was doing my head in, you know. So the parents were getting annoyed by it as well. And it was a shame because it was a good match. It was it was pretty even. Mm-hmm. And of course, after the game, because he won it, he was like, oh, I can't believe you're in the division you're in. You know, you're really good and I hope they move you up. And I thought, you probably wouldn't have said that if you'd lost the game because he came across like that. And it just sort of made me even more annoyed at him, really. But, so... So I'll talk a little bit about this Saturday or this weekend just gone as well. And then, and then we'll try and rationalize kind of how to progress from this. But so part of, of the journey that we've been on, I think, and, and going into this Saturday, going into the match, I probably felt, about as zen as I ever have done going into the match, that I just didn't really care what the result was. Yeah. Now, you know, I was I sat there in the uh, in a yoga position, you know, and uh, uh, didn't my heartbeat didn't have a flutter when the first goal went in. Of course not. First goal went in. I leaped up in the air. I'm punching the air. I'm absolutely delighted so so i was delighted that we won but i i wasn't like absolutely obsessed with it yeah now like i say they they'd beaten us earlier in the season and one of our girls is a bit bigger than most of the other girls she's big powerful um scores most of our goals quite honestly um and coaches had, had made a comment about that to to me so so there were two coaches on this particular team and one of the other coaches had gone out of the way to say to me you know well oh, our girls were scared of her they they just backed off and just let her run and i thought i thought at the time this is a few months ago now and i thought that's a bit of a weird comment to make but but okay whatever um and this Saturday just gone, you know, this same girl had broken through. And to be honest, I, I, it was just a good goal. (laughs) And I don't really see what the defense could have done differently unless they were like much, much better players, if you know what I mean. And screaming from this other coach who'd made that comment to me months before, I just heard, a shout in the name. I, I can't remember what the little girl's name was now, but she's just shouting at her and saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And I just thought, how helpful is that? I mean, what, what, do, what do you expect as a response? What, what can you respond to that? Well, I'm trying to defend. Obviously, it wasn't good enough. It just really really jarred with me and you know to the point i was you know when you make decisions and i was like 49 percent, 51 percent, one way 
49 the other. And I I was about to walk over and just say, like, sorry, do, do you think that helps? Mm. You know, not like, look, if you stand in a different position, you know, you could have maybe got, got a block in there. Or just, just put yourself in the way. You know, don't yeah. just check the run. Don't try and go in for dive in for the tackle and then and then if they're past you, you pass you. There was zero percent constructive feedback there. And and it just and again, I I don't sit up on top of this pedestal, you know. What are you doing? Is is I can almost hear myself shouting it at my own kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I lose my temper or something. And it's just utterly un unconstructive. But um, yeah, I I don't get that every weekend. But this particular coach uh, was not happy at all that we were beating them after they'd beaten us earlier in the year. Mm. That's well, it's a mirror 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 image. Brought out all of the. Uh, the negative emotions from these coaches. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's the same, same happened to Evie uh, at the weekend. So they were playing, they're playing Epsom, who are the best team in their league, and they'd beaten them 5 0 and 4 0. Um, so they hadn't had a sniff. Um, and then Evie's team won 2 1 on Sunday. Um, so, of course, absolutely buzzing, you know, tremendous result. And this team, I've seen the, I've seen the opposition there. Big, big girls, very physical, strong, and kind of out-bullied them when I've seen them play before. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, brilliant result. And then, of course, the coach starts doing all these little... He starts complaining about the fact that... I said this to you, didn't I? They, they had to wear bibs because they, they, the, they were the home team. And then, for, for whatever reason, the rules are in her league that the home team has to wear chain strip. Uh-huh. It's the same for us. Is it? Same in our league, yeah. Yeah, probably for ours. But, I mean, we've got an away kit, so I just tend to say away the away kit. I don't. I quite I actually prefer our away kit, so I quite like us wearing it. <laughs> um, so so they're to wear bibs. And he started blaming the bibs um, as giving them a disadvantage for losing the game. And I just thought, come on. I mean, yeah, it was a warm day, but seriously, a, a thin bib is the part of the reason you lost. It's yeah. those Game of Thrones um, Stark bibs that they yeah. make them wear. That, that's they're the made problem. Of, they're, made of, they're made of animal fur. Yeah. And they're <laughs> so thick. And I, it's just laughable, isn't it? And I just, I mean, when, when I've, if I've got a coach saying that to me, I'm just turning around and going, thanks for the game, see you later, mate. Um, and then he was, you know, one of Evie's team turned up late and he was adamant, adamant, that they, she wasn't allowed on the pitch till he'd inspected the, her card to prove she was signed and everything. And it's just, yeah, everyone's got to show their cards, blah, blah, blah. But the kids turned up late. I mean, if it's that important, then fine. Yeah, it's in the rules, but do we, do we, you probably have play, do you have player cards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, we do, we do like a roll call before, the, before the kickoff. Yeah. I've got to be honest, from what I see in the games I play myself, I'd say probably 40% of games we've done the cards. The rest we kind of don't. And I think, yeah, we probably should do it. But I think for for cup matches, we do without fail. But generally, you know, they're all development games. They're not, you know, competitive, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So we, don't, 
it's not the be all and end all. You're always too busy sorting everything else out to think about the cards. But anyway, this coach was adamant that he saw her this player's card, and I, and I think it was they'd never he'd never done that before. And of course, it's all because he really didn't like the fact they'd lost to him. Well, they probably haven't lost another game all season, and he's got the right mm-hmm. answer about it. It's just a bit embarrassing. We all don't like losing. I don't care what anybody says, but you've got to lose with a bit of grace and just accept it and not get involved in... I'd be embarrassed. If I was giving the ref a lot of grief and it helped us win a game, I'd feel pretty low about winning that game. I wouldn't be excited about it. But, you know, some coaches, it's um, be-all and end-all, unfortunately. It seems to be the way, doesn't it? Um, I think I've mentioned on a, on a previous show that... We'd played a, a couple of teams where it's, it was just very, very clear they've been coached. The defenders have been coached to kick the ball out. Yeah. So proper, you know, 80s Wimbledon style. You know, if you're under pressure, just get it into Rosette. Yeah. This is seven aside girls football that we're talking about. Yeah, and and I just, I just found it really quite odd. <laughs> um, isn't it? Say again, depressing, really. <sighs> slightly depressing, slightly annoying. You know, I I talked before about you know it's just a fantastic feeling to get that that joy from winning a game, from scoring the goals. But for me, it's, it genuinely is about seeing not, not just the player progression, but the team progression, seeing them work together. And, and ultimately, you know, that those goals and those wins, you know, next year, I'll, I'll have pretty much forgotten about. Yeah. You know, because I'll be thinking about the, the sort of team and the and the games at that time. So I don't really I I can't understand that mentality of the the be all and end all. You know, just focusing purely on the on the results. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't really. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just I don't I don't get it. I really don't. I don't get it. I mean, at our club, we have to have um, respect marshals mm-hmm. for home games. Um, and if the ref feels uncomfortable about any stick he's getting or whatever, he can go and speak to a respect marshal who will obviously escalate it up. Um, and it just, he just won't be tolerated. I mean, maybe this, this guy on Sunday, maybe he does that every game. I don't, I don't know. But it was, it, was, it was just disappointing, really disappointing. And I've just the fact the ref explained why why he'd given the decision and he, and he wouldn't accept it and just kept going on him. I just thought, I mean, come on, mate. You know what's the point of having a ref? And you're trying to build a kid's confidence up to want a ref, and he's got to listen. Yeah, to that. yeah. The tens game. It's embarrassing to be honest. But. Well, we we've got a bit of a problem, haven't we? You know, because no one wants to ref. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm not surprised when you've got to listen to that. And I actually shook when I shook hands with him at the end. I said, "Oh, he didn't make that too easy for you, did he?" And he sort of laughed. And I thought, you know, it, yeah, it was a bit, um, yeah, um, it's sad, really sad. And I just think it's a bad. It's not great for the kids to see that. I just think it's, it's a bad example. Oh, yeah, absolutely does. 
And I mean, the worst one was that I saw was last year at Little League. I think I've spoken to you about this before. And one of the, for whatever reason, part of the reason I left actually, because it was a complete shambles in our age group. One of the teams, in, and they were competitive results. They they published the results to the league table, and you know, mm-hmm. you had the league trophy and all this sort of stuff. So, um, one of the teams, I think it was eight teams in the league, and one team, I think our league was supposed to be years four and five. And they had players from year six in their team, at least four. Yeah, four you five. mentioned about this. And yeah, yeah. If you could, so if you imagine a year four to a year six, the difference in a lot of, you know, development and age and size and physicality, these, some of the kids, I'm not joking, in this team were enormous. And they would, they would win every week, eight, nine, ten nil. I think they beat us eight nil. And, uh, we got a free kick in the box, indirect free kick in the box. So I may have told, we may have done this on this podcast before. You've not, t- so you've told me about the overage players, but, but the, the, we've never spoken about the, the yeah. um, specifics. Well, it's, it's pretty astonishing. So we're getting absolute pounding and we got a, their keeper picked it up in the box. So we got a free kick. Bear in mind, we're eight nil down. There's like a minute left. That manager starts going crazy on the touchline. Ref, what have you what have you given that for? Yeah, that's a joke. It can't be I'm thinking then then the then some of the parents started up with each other. Because they obviously parents of our team losing eight nil, watching us get humiliated, then just they'd sort of had enough by this point. Yeah. yeah. It's not can't condone it, but of course it all breeds this resentment because you see you see these kids reveling in giving us an absolute hiding, which they were. And so we took this free kick after their manager's gone nuts. And I think the keeper saved it or something. And one of our kids sort of tried to follow up the block and ended up in the back of the net, the kid. And then one of their kids has gone out. It was actually a girl. One of the kids has gone over her, over and going, ha, 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 you missed sort of thing. And I was just like, this is not great. Um, And it all stemmed from the manager being... You could see him even when they're scoring like seven, eight goals, going crazy. Like it was the most important thing in the world, and it was, it was so embarrassing. It was untrue. And I thought if that was me managing that team, I wouldn't even be celebrating a goal. I'd be so embarrassed that we were given an absolute humiliation to another team, and seeing kids on the pitch looking upset by it. And it was, it made me so infuriated. I mean, I complained to the the league chairwoman or whatever mm-hmm. about it. I said it's. It's farcical, especially years four and five. All you're doing is breeding resentment amongst parents, amongst players. You're upsetting players. And it's, it all got quite nasty and it was happening a lot. And you saw, you know, a lot of resentment in the parents and parents arguing a lot and getting very aggressive. And this whole winning, winning at all costs thing was really manifesting itself in really poor behaviour, not just from the manager, but it was knocking onto the kids and it, and I really didn't like that at all. And it made me just think, I don't want to be doing this anymore. I can't come down here and have an un- uneven playing field, which is fine. You know, I don't mind losing a game, but having one team with kids not in the right age group and dishing out an absolute hiding every week is just wrong. Um, so, so as human beings, we all just, we want to know that we're being treated fairly, don't we? Yeah. So, you know, when when you're managing a team and the kids that are on the pitch, when you're going up against comparative Goliaths, <laughs> you know, it's just 
it's not fair. I mean, it, it's kind of a form of bullying, isn't it? You know, I'd, yeah, I'd be a little like, bit embarrassed, like. to be honest. You know, if yeah. I was... if I, I mean, to be honest, I, I was always small for my age, so so I'd never... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've never had the benefit of of uh, overshadowing even even kids who are a couple of years below, <laughs> probably bigger than me. But um, you know, if you were if you were a big kid and you were a year or two older, and you were just running rings around little kids who can in their way in the game, yeah. You've got to think, you'd be a little bit embarrassed, wouldn't you? Well, you should be a bit well, embarrassed. Should. I think anybody who's worth their salt and wants to be a coach and work with kids, it's got, you've got to be. Why, why, we've, had a couple, we've had a couple of games this season where one game in particular, funnily enough, at the same club that we played on Sunday, we played another one of their teams in our division and we've played them twice and we beat them 5-0 at our place and we beat them 7-0 at the ground we played out on Sunday. And I found myself kind of won the fifth, sixth, seventh goals again and not really cheering or anything because I was, I, was, I was a bit embarrassed about it, which uh-huh. isn't our fault because it's going to happen because, you know, at the end of the day, some kids are better than others, some teams are better than others, but it's a level playing field in terms of everyone's the same age, it's the right age group, and you're going to get teams that are better than others. And But I didn't find myself enjoying it when the game was had gone away from the opposition and they were just kind of, we were running rings around them. I didn't enjoy it. And I found, so that's when I'll bring the goalkeeper out and play him up front or I'll take my best striker off or I'll put my best defender in midfield. I I will deliberately move the team around just to sort of make it a bit fairer. Cause I think that's yeah, the right yeah. thing to do. And I think, you know, we, we had an email probably before Christmas from our league secretary and he was absolutely raging because he said, People are, he goes, I'm seeing scores being submitted of, I'm not joking, 22 0, 18 1, 15 2, all, all this sort of stuff. And he just said, I'm absolutely, and he was, he was absolutely fuming about it. He said, and he, and the worst thing was, he said, I've, I've been told that managers have refused to, you know, swap teams around or it's not, not teams, but swap, take best players off or, change positions, bring your goalie out. He said, because they want to win at all costs and they want to hammer teams and humiliate them. And he said, I'm absolutely astonished that people have got that mentality. And he basically, he said, he basically said people should be ashamed of themselves that do that. Um, and it, I mean, winning 22-0, what do you get out of that? I don't get it. What do you get out of it? Your players don't get anything out of it because it's easy. And how can the pair, I'm sure, the, well, do that, I'm sure even... I've seen games when you're winning seven, eight nil, and parents are going mad still. So maybe they do like it. I don't know. But that all that all comes from the coach. I think. I think if you're a coach where you sit down and you say, "I'm all about developing the players. Yeah, we want to win the games, but you know, I want to be fair and you know that sort of attitude." I think that I do think it rubs off on the parents. I really do because I've seen. Yeah, it. yeah. I, so ultimately, right as coaches, you know, like it or not, you are a leader aren't you? Yep, absolutely. You absolutely set that example. Yeah. And you can always have outliers, you know, you can set the perfect example and you might have some parents who are um, bit overzealous, but most of them are, are looking to you to set the example 
And, uh, you know, some of the things we've talked about there, just shocking really, aren't they? I mean, seriously, if you, if you win 22 nil, you know, on a Saturday morning, do you go down the pub, you know, Saturday night talking to the lads at the pub, oh, hammered this team, you know, they, they didn't have any proper kit or anything, but hammered them 22 nil. Nice yeah. one. You know, what? <laughs> Is that what you get out of life? What's I mean, it's happened though. That's what's kind of disturbing about it. I just don't. Yeah, it's uh, it's tragic, isn't it? Really, the more you talk about it and think about it, the more ridiculous it is. <laughs> I mean, unless so, so again, the the, the old one percent or the the zero point one percent. So if you're managing a little Harry Kane, you know, and and he bags twenty one of the twenty two goals. Even then, are you really helping him? No. You're not, are you? You're not making him get better. No. Not You're not stretching him. him in any way whatsoever. You're just running around other kids who are never going to compete at that same level. No, exactly. Exactly. You know, it's... <laughs> I just can't. In my head, I can't rationalise it any, any, anyhow. I just can't. You know, there's there's wanting to win, but there's wanting to win on a level. The buzz comes from knowing that you've outfoxed somebody else on a level playing field. Not not because you've got the biggest team and the oldest team, um, and it's unfair, um, or you've influenced the ref, or you know this that and ever. It's just not. It's just not. It's not the same, is it? So, so let's, I guess, I'm going to try my best to be objective. No, no, it's, I think you've, so, yeah, you've got to try and be, but. Yeah, so, so let's, let's say this. Um, both yours and I's, yours and I's, that probably doesn't make sense, does it? So you and I both probably share an opinion that's basically focused on player development over results. So we make no bones about it. We enjoy the results as well. Yeah. And if you don't, I, I kind of think you're lying. <laughs> yeah. We enjoy the goals. We enjoy winning. Of course we do. That, that's part of the ups and downs of, of football. And it's why we love it. Yeah. But we prioritize, you know, good football, seeing players improve week on week, um, and trying to help and coach those players to be the best that they can be, right? So that is our, if you want to say, our primary objective. Now, if you're a frustrated Premier League manager, i.e. you're down the pub on a Saturday afternoon talking about all the things that Arsene Wenger should be doing, uh, but he's not doing. Yeah. Or Mourinho, or Klopp, or Guardiola. Although he's probably got not got too many distractors at the minute. And you've got all the answers. Well, you can prove with your under te- <laughs> or under tens, under eights, under sixes, whatever it is, your little team, that you are the best manager at that level. Yeah. 
And that is your primary objective. Whether these kids grow up to be uh, shining examples of, of society or, you know, fantastic if they make some kind of career out of football, again, highly unlikely, but we hope that they'll at least look back at that time with fondness and, you know, we'll have had some kind of lasting impression on their lives and about how to enjoy sport and, and socializing and all those kind of things. If you don't care about that, you're just focused on results and winning the league, then you, you're going to try and get every marginal gain that you can. Yeah. So if you don't have the best, most talented bunch of individuals, shout at the ref. You know, give him some abuse, put him under pressure. And then most human beings under that pressure will cave. Yeah. Even the top referees, you know, they they'll they'll give decisions one way. Or, you know, if there's like three dubious shouts for a penalty, well, one of them's gonna be given. You know, it's most likely the third one. <laughs> you know? it's just one of those cumulative things isn't it so i i that's the only way i can rationalize it is if your priority is not player development not team development but it's just results yeah i agree and that would lead you to behavior you know this in our eyes you know pretty pretty unsavory yeah yeah um yeah, you, know, you almost want to sit down with those people and just say, "What, what are you doing this for? Why are you? Is that where you get your buzz?" And maybe they do. I don't know. It's a, it's a strange one. It's a really strange one. Um, especially, you know, at our club where you've got to, you've got to have a level of qualification to do it, and you know, it's very it's very professional set up, and it's you know, it's not like rolling down the park on a Sunday with a bunch mm-hmm. of kids that you know are better than everybody else and open you can just pummel the opposition into submission. It's kind of not like that. I don't so I don't it's it's strange to come across people who obviously think completely differently to you, but I mean we should say what you're talking about with this last weekend, I mean that's an outlier, isn't it? So in your league you you haven't had many occurrences like that. No, and this guy might not be like that every week. I don't I don't know him. I don't know. It might just be, you know, he's not used to playing a team a few divisions below him and struggling a bit and getting the ump with his team and, you know, not liking a few decisions. But you know, yeah. there's nothing contentious in the game to make him behave like that. That's what I didn't understand. It's not like we were kicking seven bells out of them and siding them down and he was getting the ump. Then I could possibly, possibly understand him getting on at the ref if he's not protecting kids from bad challenges. But there was none of that at all. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why it was it was disappointing. It just kind of I was just shocked, really, because I've not come across it. We've all had the odd little moan at a ref, me as well. But generally, I've never had to listen to it, it just be so relentless. Yeah, um, yeah. And I just think if there'd been, I mean, there should have been a respect marshal there. There wasn't, maybe because it was, I don't know, maybe because it was a friendly or whatever. But I'd like to think that ref could feel that he could go and say to somebody, "Look." getting a bit fed up with this guy here. He's giving me a lot of stick. Um, and funny enough, at the same ground, one of my parents, the game we won 7-0 there earlier in the season, when his lad got, he was 
bought down in a box. I think we were six and up, and he didn't give a penalty. Again, it was like a mm-hmm. 15-year-old kid ref. And this parent of ours, he went absolutely crackers at the ref. Oh, ref, penalty, come on. What? How can you not give that? And he went on and on. And I, was, I said after the game to him, I said, I said what's that all about? I said, I don't want to... That's not what we're about as a team. I don't want to hear parents giving referees that, mm. especially when you're six and a lot. Yeah, yeah. And again, that's part of that. That doesn't come from me. That's come from him being yeah, yeah. And that again, that's part of that will to wanting to win thing again, taking it to the extreme when you don't need to. Um so but going going back to what you said earlier about being quite chilled about the game, that's how I've been the last three games at least, because we're playing this better opposition and it's all been about I want, and I said to the I said to the players after the game because they were a bit they all looked a bit fed up when they came off I said I said I'm really proud of how you're playing and competing these last few weeks because you're playing teams on paper a lot better than you you know they're in the top division um, at times they're going to give you the run around but I said if you watch the three games you wouldn't think there was such a chasm in the divisions and I said I want you to just this is where you learn about how good you are and how you're going to develop. I said it's all part of your development playing these teams. I said I'd rather play a team like this than a team we beat seven nil because I learn more about where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, and we can work on those things. And I've learned so much more from the last three games and probably all the games put together in the season. I would say without being overly dramatic about it, because um, it's just pinpointed those things we're good at and pinpointed the things we're still not so good at. And it gives you, it gives you a whole armoury of stuff to work on, which is great, which mm-hmm. is all about, especially as it's coming to the summer because you've got more time and there's no games. It's all about getting them together and working on stuff. So, um, so yeah, it's all part of the cycle. You know what? I think, bear with me because I've only just thought of this analogy. <laughs> oh, I, love, I do love the so, philosophical analogies. It's part right, of so, what I like. So beating a team that you're just better than it's a bit like eating fast food, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it gives you an instant, it gives you an instant satisfaction. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I feel pretty good about that. But yeah. then, but then it's gone. Like almost as soon as the game's finished, right, it's gone. Whereas, you know, playing a team above the, above you, you know, it's a bit more like eating healthy food. You know, you don't get quite as much satisfaction. You don't get the elation of the goals, the highs, the sugar highs of of the goals and the wins. But in the long run, it's a lot better for you. Yep. Very good. There you go. Do you like do you like that? That's probably your best one yet, I think. <laughs> but it's it's, it's sort of about Shakespeare and monkeys and typewriters. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep throwing them out there. Yeah, one of them's got a hit eventually. <laughs> At, but yeah. at G Roots Coachcast uh, on Twitter and grassrootscoachcast.com. Sorry, grassrootscoachcast at gmail.com to uh, <laughs> give us your thoughts on Dave's uh, weekly analogies because they, <laughs> they are worth hearing. That's yeah. a good one. But so in, in all seriousness, the, the biggest buzz I've had this season was last week when we lost 4 3. And that's the best, the most excited I've felt after a game uh-huh. because because we played probably one of the top three, four, five teams in our whole league out of about 120 teams. And we we lost by one goal. We had a bit of luck, but 
the fact we hung in there and played so well, I was I thought that's fantastic. Okay, I came off the pitch really excited. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was really proud. Of, you know, the other managers in the club, oh, how'd you get on getting Sutton? I'm like, oh, we lost four three. Really? That's a great result. And it's you know, it's great to hear, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what makes me think, you know, things we're, we're doing well, we're progressing, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, if, uh, if I liken it to, to bigger teams, so if you were, I don't know, Hartlepool playing Arsenal or something and you lost 4-3, yeah, you, you, you would feel genuinely like it's a good result, wouldn't you? Yeah, and I wasn't even, if, not, not, not for one second that I'd think, oh, we, we could have drawn 4 all, or if we hadn't done this, we might have nicked a nicked a win I didn't I genuinely was almost sort of one in the final whistle because I thought I can be really proud of them for getting a 4-3 defeat because it's such an amazing result because nobody would have before the game thought oh you'll get three goals against them Um, and we could have had more as well and it was just really exciting to see how they you know for the second nine-a-side game we'd ever played and we not even we still haven't trained any nine-a-side stuff. We haven't worked on any offside, we haven't worked on shape, nothing. Mm. It's just been, like I said, with a tactics board going, right, we've got three defenders, four midfielders and one striker. This is what you should be looking for, defence, move up, stay in a line, talk, all that. That's been it. So you think, you know, if you can get them on the training pitch and do a bit of work on that stuff, we're only going to get better. So, um, yeah, all good. So I guess in terms of a debate, we could probably do with an opposing view, couldn't we? You know, if there's any listeners out there who think absolutely, you know, winning breeds a winning mentality, you know, and yep. that would be a good good debate because I think I think that is true as well. Yeah, so so I I can kind of get it, but you know. It's been a good discussion, but I, we're kind of in the same place, aren't we? We're, yeah. In terms of focusing and prioritizing that player development yeah. over the results. And of course, we enjoy the results, but it's a byproduct of, of what you're doing. Um, and the better the team gets, you would think the, the you know, the, the more results that are going to come your way. But I remember yeah. someone saying to me, yeah, uh, not years ago, um, a while ago that, you know, in your league, you should be winning and losing in equal measure, roughly. And that means you're in the right league. If you're winning a lot more than you're losing, you're probably in the wrong league and and need to go up. True. So, you know, having those disappointments as well as just uh, the elation of, of getting the win as well, I think this is all just, that's where it should be. It shouldn't be completely one-sided. It shouldn't be a bunch of 10-year-olds running rings around eight-year-olds. No. You know, I, I just, I still can't wrap my head around how any rational person can think that that's a good idea. Um, no. Well, it's people who aren't interested in developing players at all. They're just doing it for the instant, like you said, the fast gratification of, turning up on a Sunday with their big bunch of bruisers, giving the other team an absolute battering and going, oh, that was a great Sunday morning. I really enjoyed that. You know, but those people are out there. But I think it is a small minority. I think for the majority, it is all about the kids. I, I hope it is. Because at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're coaching people, little people. 
you know, they, they're players in our, in our teams, in our systems, but you know, the lessons that they learn at this age, you know, they carry them forward throughout their lives. And, and I just think, you know, just if you're bigger, stronger than these little, smaller kids, you know, just run rings around. And I, I just, I detest it quite honestly. Yeah, I do as well. We're agreed on that. We are agreed on that. But yeah, it's interesting that we could, it'd be good. Yeah. In the future, if we could revisit this and get a kind of different side of the coin. So yeah, as, as Dave said, if you've got any, any thoughts on that, at G Roots Coachcast on the Twitter, grassrootscoachcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Didn't mess Sounds up. good. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I got it right. You did. Nailed it. You don't know how, you don't know how hard I find doing those two addresses, honestly. <laughs> Go with old Steve McLaren, the grassroots coach. <laughs> I didn't do that this week. I didn't. I didn't Actually, that was a bit more Sean Connery, I think. Sean Connery, grassroots coach. Yeah. That was definitely Sean Connery. Yeah, Might have yeah. to keep that in. Yeah, do it. Cool. Keep so impressions. <laughs> Feel free to yeah. email us. <laughs> yeah. uh, or voicemail. We don't have a voicemail, so impressions don't work. Tend to work that well over email. Uh, we'd have to have somebody on the podcast to do that. <laughs> Maybe we could get Darren Farley on. That'd be good. That would be good. Yeah. Okay, doke. So I guess that's it then. So I think so. Yeah. Good. Good one. Let's wrap it up there. So, as Ben said, if you want to get in touch with us on email at grassrootscoachcast.com. No, it's not that. It's grassrootscoachcast.gmail.com. <laughs> or on Twitter, which is uh, grootscoachcast. That would be lovely. So, thanks very much, Ben. It's been a really good, uh, really good discussion, that. Yes, cheers, Dave. Enjoyed that. Yep. All right. Take it easy. Catch you later. <laughs>